Hi ladies, I'm Tracy Lynn Doherty. Today I want to talk about attitude. I'm going to give you four tools to equip you with a better attitude. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 tells us, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. This doesn't say to have a good attitude. It says to have a Christ-like attitude. I was asked to speak in an event where the audience was mostly drill sergeant wives. We always hear about the tough life of a new Army recruit, the relentless physical requirements, the high standards of performance, and the long hours. The thing is, when those new recruits get up in the morning, the drill sergeant has to be there even earlier. When the new recruits go to bed, the drill sergeant has to be there to tuck them in. The life of a drill sergeant is long hours, so it can be really tough for the family. I asked to meet with a couple of drill sergeant spouses before the event. The first woman, woman walked in, sat down, crossed her arms, and almost with a sneer said, He's just a glorified babysitter. The second wife walked in, sat down, then leaned forward in her chair and said, What he does is so important. He is shaping the next generation of soldiers for our country. Same circumstances, different attitudes. Which man do you think rushed to get home each night? Sometimes we can't change our circumstances, but we can change our attitude. How to change our attitude first? Change your thinking. Our attitude is made up of what we think, what we feel, and what we do. We have to change one of the three. Our emotions, we can tell you exactly how we feel about something. But our emotions can be all over the place, tough to grab onto. Our feelings need to be indicators, not dictators. We should not allow our emotions to control our attitude. In his book, Pursuit of Holiness, Jerry Bridges says, God most often appeals to our wills through our reason, our mind. Sin and Satan appeal to us through our desires, our feelings, our emotions. Part of our thinking is our self-talk. Self-talk is that inner running dialogue we have with ourselves. It is what we tell ourselves about life situations, about ourselves. Scientists tell us that 80% of self-talk is negative, so it's critical. This voice can make anything worse. Years ago, I had a full-out panic attack that my daughter would end up pregnant, addicted to drugs, and in jail. She was six months old at the time. We might think about a small problem for a while, and next thing you know, we have a bigger problem. The imagination can get out of control. We must intentionally choose right thinking. Self-talk is also where we come up with our excuses. You know, the if-then statements about our life, about ourselves. Once the deployment is over, then I'll have a good attitude. When we move, then I'll be happy. When she moves, then I'll be happy. If I lose weight, then I'll be happy. We need to choose joy today. It's a mindset. Here's the key with self-talk. I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. Again, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. It's about intentional thinking. So what's a Christian to do? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. The second thing we need to do to change our attitude, change our habit. Our attitude is a habit. Command Sergeant Major Philip Pandy, a great man that Marshall worked with for seven years, would talk about how soldiers would come up to him and say, Sergeant Major, my wife stinks, my kids stink, this unit stinks, the mission stinks. Sergeant Major Pandy would respond with, maybe you need to do the sniff test. Maybe what stinks is you. 
We're in such a habit of a bad attitude that we can't see anything good. We are responsible for our attitudes. We must stop, act, stop acting as if there's nothing we can do about it. Our attitude is our responsibility. Confirmation bias. Are you familiar with confirmation bias? Confirmation bias is where you look for things to confirm what you already believe about circumstances, about people. For example, my husband, all he does is come home from work, sits down and watches TV. My husband is so good with the kids. When he comes home from work, he stacks more Legos on the tower of my toddler's building, scoops up the baby, grabs a bottle, sits down, and watches TV. Same scenario, different attitudes. Sometimes we think, I'd be a better Christian if it wasn't for her, for him, for this place. Our circumstances and people don't make us who we are. They reveal who we are. The third thing we need to change to have a Christ-like attitude, change our social circle. Maybe we need to limit our time with certain people. When we spend time with someone and they always leave us feeling drained, unproductive, depressed, maybe we need to limit our time with them. This does not include your husband or children. Once, Marshall pointed out to me that any time I spent time with a specific woman, I always returned home very grumpy. If we're married, yet our girlfriend is anti-marriage, we need to limit our time with her and look for a new pro-marriage circle of friends. I'm not talking about a friend going through a really rough time who needs our encouragement. I'm talking about people who are in a constant state of bad attitude towards life. The thing about attitude, it's contagious. We need to be careful of the attitudes we are exposing ourselves to. And then the fourth thing we need to do is change our gratitude. Have an attitude of gratitude. We've already heard this many times. You know why? Because it works. And it's most effective when we write it down. When asked what are three things we're grateful for in life, we tend to focus on an area where our attitude is already good. Well, if we have an attitude that needs to be changed, we need to focus on those things. What are the top three areas where you struggle with your attitude? Is it a person, your husband, or one of your children? All you can see is their flaws? Or maybe it's a circumstance, your neighbor, your neighborhood, your workplace? If you can't change the person or can't change the circumstance, then every day write down five things you're thankful for about that person or circumstance. This habit of attitude of gratitude forces you to look at things in a positive manner. This is really powerful if you're struggling in your marriage. If all you can focus on is that your marriage is in trouble, all you'll see is the trouble. But if you can take the time to hunt for five positive things, this will help you find some of the good things in your marriage. Our attitude can make us bitter or better. Recognize negative thoughts. Stop it. Replace it. I like to replace my negative thoughts with scripture. Do you remember several years ago you would see t-shirts with what would Jesus do? We saw it on bumper stickers, bracelets, everywhere. I think we should focus on what would Jesus think. So don't wait to feel like having a good attitude. Choose it. Deny your feelings the power to rule you. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind today, every day. Attitude is the difference between an ordeal and an adventure. Today I've shared with you four tools to have a Christ-like attitude. Number one, change your thinking. Number two, change your habit. Number three, change your social circle. And number four, change your gratitude. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to receive our free weekly video of encouragement by email, 
go to our website, equipandencouragewomen.com. If you subscribe, then each week you'll receive a free video. Also, you'll receive our free bonus video, Living Your Priorities. I would love to hear from you. In the comments below, let me know, what do you believe is the most important thought or attitude you need to change in your life? How will your life be affected if you change your attitude? Thanks so much for joining me today. All my best to you.